Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. My name is Chandelay, aka Chandelay the Esthetician. And today I have an amazing special guest here. Um, I am really excited to do this um, episode with you guys because I really feel like you're going to learn a lot. I have so many new estheticians out here following me. And this is the person who trained me. So this is literally my <laughs> educator. Um, and so I will let her go ahead and introduce herself in. Um, I want you, this is just completely separate. I want you to elaborate on the fact that you are a business owner, you went to school, your education, and like kind of really hit on that because that's what people are really looking to see. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. So this is my very special and dear friend, Ashley. Hi. So my name is Ashley. I'm an educator for uh, three years now, and I own my own studio suite, as well as I'm a long-term student. So yay! <laughs> yes. No, I think I mean you're an educator, still being educated, like mm -hmm. you know, still pursuing education. So. What made you really like think that the beauty industry was for you? Like what stuck out about beauty industry in general? Cause you are a cosmetologist. Yeah. Yeah. So originally, so when I was growing up, I used to, you know, like in the black community, everybody know how to braid some hair. So, you know, when you run it out of money, <laughs> which me, so that's yeah, really exactly. how it started. For me, um, I had, my mom is one of 13. And so like it started with like her sisters who just didn't know how to do their hair. And so like on Sundays when they were going to church, I would like go and do my aunt's hair. And I don't know, it just kind of went from there. And then I started doing my own hair through middle school. And when you do your own hair, people ask you to do their hair. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of started from there. I knew that I wanted to go to school and get my degree. But I had kids at 20. Um, so that kind of altered my plans in schooling. So I knew that I needed to find a way to help my husband take care of these kids. So I was like, <laughs> you know what? I already know how to do some hair. I can make it legit, go to cosmetology school. And I really didn't want to commit to just doing like just hair or just nails or just you know what I mean like I wanted it mm -hmm. to be as endless as I possibly could um so I was like let's go cosmetology and see where it takes me and here I am 10 years later I mean yeah it's taking you pretty pretty far right like and enjoying the journey so how long have you I I guess um you mentioned like Going back, uh, dealing with like people not necessarily, I don't know, um, knowing how to do hair. Did you ever struggle with people like knowing how to do your hair, particularly? Like yes. your hair type. So I grew girl, up, I see the hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up, my mom didn't let me get relaxers, which is so different because I'm growing up in the 90s. So, you know, everybody has relaxers during this time. So everybody's hair is tameable, per se. Um, my mom didn't let me get any type of relaxers. And so my hair was always the hair that nobody really wanted to do because mm -hmm. it's just too much. You know what I mean? Like, girl, just get a simple part. You got to snatch the <laughs> edges out. So it just, 
just dealing with that even was just one of those things that I just really wanted to learn how to do and to just be more knowledgeable in the reasons why we do certain things. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to someone who's thinking about choosing between like, should I do aesthetics? Should I do cause, I mean, should I do nails? Should I do cosmetology in general? Like, what would you say to a student coming to you and asking you about that question? I just had this conversation with a student the other day. So I think it really just depends on how much you're willing to invest into yourself. So for me as a cosmetologist, being in school, the focus is hair. I knew that I didn't want to just focus on hair. Um, So for me, I knew that I had to invest money into learning all the other things. Um, when you're in school, and it depends from state to state, I know every state is different, but specifically here in Kansas, you only spend about 150 hours to 200 out of the 1500 hours for a cosmetology license on skin, and then 150 to 200 on nails. So that means that, I mean, you're spending maybe a couple weeks at most. Mm -hmm. So for that, because of the fact that I didn't spend as much time on that. Um, coming out of school, I spent majority of like my work time in learning. Um, the way that I went about it was, I started off by, I had a job doing hair at a salon suite. And then I got a um, part-time job at a makeup store. That was like my first introduction to like skin. And so um, I enjoyed it. I did that for a couple years. And then I wanted to learn threading. At the time, this was 2000, I think maybe 14, maybe. Okay. Um, and so threading wasn't really a thing. The brow bar in the mall had just, mm -hmm. was just starting to pop up, I believe. Um, but that was literally the only place in town that you even knew of. And, um, it was minority based, but there was no black person in the city that I knew of that was threatening anything. Right. Um, so I, this store was getting ready to come around. And at the time I was Googling like where classes were and um, if there were any classes that I could travel to. That store that popped up, it was called Seva. And so I was like, it said that I could pay them. So when I reached out to them, I originally was like, hey, what's the cost for me to pay you guys to come and do these services, to come and learn yeah. these services? Um, and she kind of like talked me into coming to meet up with her. So I go and meet up with her. And um, at the time, a girl that I know is working there. Mind you, this is within the first couple weeks of this place opening. I didn't even know it existed, let alone that it was a whole franchise, nationwide franchise. Um, so I go there and she's like, okay, so the gig is we don't really have classes, but if you're looking for a job, we have a job. And I'm like, well, I'm Did really you just not try to trick me into some employment? Like, <laughs> nah. And I'm like, I'm really not looking for it. Like, in my, I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, I wasn't looking for a job. I really wanted to pay somebody. But then I went home and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? The place did threading lashes, facials, things that I didn't have as much experience in. And so I'm just like, you know, 
I don't have that much experience in it. I was willing to go and pay however much somebody asked me to pay Mm -hmm. to learn it. Why not get paid to learn all the skills myself? Yeah. And that was all she wrote. Nice. Okay. So you would tell them to go. So I would tell them to go cosmetology. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But I would tell them to go cosmetology if they're willing to put in the time. If they're not willing to put in the time to really learn everything, um, I mean, you can always do stuff individual. Uh, Like a prior student that we had who did like the esthetician program and then the nail program, and then she went and got her educator's license. So you can do it that way. I think the way that I did it saved me a whole lot of money. Yeah. Because I got paid to do half of my training. You know what I mean? Instead of penny pitching here and there and everywhere, I did pay the initial higher fee in getting the cosmetology license because obviously the longer the program, the more expensive. But Mm -hmm. I felt like I learned more than anybody else because I spent years. I've got to spend a whole decade of learning information from all sectors if that makes sense. So I would go the route that I went. Most people aren't going to go that route because most people don't want to spend that time um, working for other people. Really, that's what it comes down to. I do. I do really think it comes down to that a lot because I think a common theme when anyone's looking at our industry is self-employment. Like Mm -hmm. the goal is to work for yourself. And Mm -hmm. something that I heard is you own your own business but you also are an educator, which means you're employed as mm-hmm. well. So, I mean, what do you feel like are the advantages? <laughs> what is the advantage to, you know, actually maybe working a little bit or working at the same time? Like, do you think that you'd ever quit? So, you know, it's really hard to say. I think that if I work in say I had my business and then I worked like maybe in another spa or salon or something of that sort, easily I'd be able to walk away. Um, What makes it harder for me as an educator is I don't do it for, now I don't do it for free, be clear. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing it for nothing. We don't do nothing for free, okay? (laughs) Not in this women's history month. But I can okay. share. <laughs> but I think that there's so much purpose to just being able to give back and just seeing like the start of somebody. So coming from my history before, I was a manager. So I saw people start from coming out of school. But the amount of fulfillment that you get from seeing somebody start from scratch is just so much greater. Um And so I don't know. I would love to say that I'm only one person. And so, yes, (laughs) my husband always tells me, like, at some point, you're going to have to make a decision. At some point, you're going to have to make a decision. I'm just not there right now. Right now, I'm happy with being able to be an educator. Um, I don't know. I've thought about other options on how to. I will never walk away from doing services, though. That's my number really? one. Really? No. Um, I think that eventually I do have a lot of things that I want to do. Um, but I feel like even when like I'm a little old lady, I don't want to have to do them all the time. 
Right. I just want to be able to like step in and be like, oh, this is my favorite client that I've been having for, you know, how I've been doing her facial for 30 years. Yes. (laughs) I just think that's just says you. Yes. But I don't know. I don't know. I think it'll just depend on where I take things. Maybe I take things um, on the road in education and maybe I will love that more i don't know we'll see so you're keeping it open i'm i'm open bd so determined i like Mm -hmm. it that's nice that's good energy to be on so i mean that is so crazy because when you really think about it like i even think about like just knowing you and literally knowing nothing about skincare at all to just like, you know, absorbing it as much as you can, like a sponge Mm -hmm. and just trying to soak up as much as you can from other people too. Um, I think that's, you know, the best part. And then watching other people around me elevate as well. Um, So I think there's a lot of pieces to it. I would love to go for my educator's license, which Uh, is crazy that not everywhere needs that. (laughs) I'm literally waiting to try to find the time, right? (laughs) Taylor tells me to, I'm only one person. (laughs) But, you know, um, if you were looking back now, do you feel like being an educator not only made you a better service provider, but made you just a better individual overall? I would say, I think it's made me a better individual more than anything. For sure, a service provider. I think in the sense of just knowledge, it's like the science behind everything because I studied it at a time where I wasn't as knowledgeable. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's like when you go to school originally, you learn all these things, but everything's so fresh and new to you. So you can't think of it from um, actually doing it. Whereas yeah. now that I have to study it and teach it, they say you master something when you're able to teach it to other people. Mm. And so I feel like, yes, it definitely helped me in that sense. But as far as like personally, I think it's just helped me grow a lot as a person and just doing things for meaning instead of money. I'm very much so hustle, hustle, hustle kind of girl. Um, and so being in the school, it helps me have time. Now, my job is very busy, but <laughs> the times that I'm spending with like the students, it does allow me to like step back and just look at things a different way and mm-hmm. think of things differently. Um, in a school setting, I have to put up with a lot more things than I would in my work setting you know what I mean so it's it's a really fine line especially in my position because I'm managing staff and students my staff I have to be a little harder on (laughs) but then the students you know they're like well yeah but you just kind of they're adults but they what are they yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so So it's just like (laughs) no what were you getting ready to say it's just it's a fine line yeah. It's a fine line of growth. Ooh, okay. 
I feel like this goes perfectly into, you know, beauty schools get kind of a bad reputation a little bit. They Mm -hmm. get a bad rap. I get a lot of comments and I feel like I had a great education. Okay. And I'm not just saying that because you're here. (laughs) (laughs) I do genuinely feel like I had a good one, especially when I hear about some of the things that are happening at like other Mm -hmm. schools. There's one of my friends is going through a whole thing. And I just can't even believe that that's her journey right now. So what do you like, what is your take on that? Like beauty industry, beauty schools kind of struggling in quality of education, or Mm -hmm. even that, that inner cattiness that almost happens everywhere. So I think there's multiple parts to that. So for one, I think it's very hard to get um, people to come and educate. Um, You're thinking, like you said before, earlier in the conversation, most people come into this field to be entrepreneurs. So they're used to being paid daily, getting faster money, cash on hand, tips, commissions, all the things. So to go from that to typically go to a salary or commission or whatever Mm -hmm. kind of job um, is hard for people to commit to. Now, I say that, but this is the person, the business major in me. I also know that majority of the people who are of entrepreneurship are not making of livable wages. They're, you know what I mean? So they say that they don't want that money that is regular money and of a livable wage, but you're sacrificing that for you still not to be able to pay your bills. So to me, it doesn't make sense. But I do understand it, especially for those who are, I mean, you know, getting to the bag. So I think it just depends. I think that there's just so much more purpose behind it. And I think that it goes further if you do it for purpose. Yeah. Um, now, the other part to that <laughs> is that I think um, being in a school, it's a small group of people um, that you're working with and all it takes is one bad seed to just can we cut some here? Yeah, sure. Okay, all it takes is one bad seed to fuck it up, okay? And (laughs) once that one person fucks it up, it fucks it up for everybody. Yeah. And so that's the hard part is, you know, it's a business just like anywhere else and they go through their hardships with hiring people and hoping for the best and it not turning out the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, unfortunately in a school setting, it doesn't just affect just them. It affects the students and their experience in it. Yeah. Um, and the higher ups can't be in the classroom with every single person watching every single thing that they do all the time. So I definitely definitely understand like it is it's so hard it's so hard um and I think it's just person to person you know some people will spend their extra time learning extra things and so that they can be better teachers and better educators and some people won't and I understand like you said catch 22 I understand if an educator feels like they're not getting paid enough to 
spend the money do to all go that. And do yep. stuff, which is great. But I also feel like you are as valuable as you make yourself. And to me, it makes more sense Ooh. for me to. <laughs> no, we're not going to speak past that. You are as valuable as you make yourself. And I feel like sometimes things are worth it, worth the investment. If it was your own business, you would be investing into that. So to me, mm-hmm. if I take on a job at something, okay, starting off, it may not be the money that I want it to be. But if I want more money, then I need to make myself more valuable. So what makes yeah. me more valuable is the education that I can provide. Then maybe I'm going to all the classes. I'm going to all the things. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make myself more valuable. And then I'm going to come back and say, okay, this is why you need me. And this is why you need to pay me when I'm work. But you math know. has never made more sense to me than just now. And this one math money was too, baby. Mathing. Okay. <laughs> yes. But you know, those are things that you learn also from working with people. And I think, especially in our community, um, we for so long take whatever people give us and then we just get mad and are upset because they don't, we don't feel like it's enough and we feel devalued. Well, here's the name of the game. This is called business. And when it comes to dollars and cents and when it comes to the books, they need to know why they're paying this certain amount. I hate to say it, but this is still like, it's the same idea of selling something. You're selling yourself. Why are you of this value at this price? So. Well, y'all, y'all need to stop asking them questions, cake. (laughs) You need to be valuable. (laughs) And I think I say this to my students all the time. Everything is negotiable. And the day that you think that something is not, is the day that you got life like that. <laughs> no, that is real. You hella be saying that. You really do. I remember when I came to you, y'all, I was trying to like find a space and I was like, I don't know. This price just isn't hitting the price that I want. And Ashley literally was like, Well, everything is negotiable. And I'm like, girl, we are talking about a lease. Like, what are you talking about? That shit's negotiable. But it's negotiable, okay? Because the numbers got negotiated. All right. And I mean, yeah, I mean, those are words to live by. And I think those are things that you acquire over time because uh, you've been an educator for three years, right? But you've been mm-hmm. in the beauty industry for how many years? Like I started it, like, school in 2012 and I graduated at the end of 2013. Yeah. So all them years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's about yeah, who you surround yourself years. with. You know what I mean? Like I, there's so many things, even in negotiation that you mean like I a network. Yeah, just like network of people, the people that you hang around, the people that you're around, um, my friends and family members and stuff like that. Like, I listen to them talk and like I have this cousin, for instance, and she started off, she's an accountant. She started off not getting paid as much money as she wanted to get paid. And then somebody told her, like, you need to go in and say, this is why I deserve this. And when she did that and it worked, girl, do you know that I went in to my job as the manager the <laughs> next day and was like, uh-uh, remember that pay we talked about last week? Nope, that's not going to work. And we tried it five times. We switched it up five times within six months because, nope, that paycheck didn't look right either. Try it again. What else we can come up with? 
because that's just what you have to do. And that's how you just have to figure things out. I took, I didn't mind doing the educator position because the same person owns the school that owns the place that I rented out of. And I negotiated my rent. I'm not going to pay full Mm -hmm. rent when I'm working. You know, like that just doesn't make, yeah. Like if I'm taking time away from my business, I would love to do it, but we have to find a way that makes us happy. Does every number make me giddy? No. But is it a meet in the middle? Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's what negotiation is about. Now, do I still got the plans? Keep them numbers moving? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where, you know, you just have to show what you can do. And then, you know, let people know they don't want to lose you. Yeah. So if the math maths, I'll be teaching for a long time. And if the math don't, I might be going next year. (laughs) <laughs> I'm listen I'm on my way okay yeah. <laughs> like what are we because but no, there's schools everywhere cool. there are and I mean this is a billion trillion dollar industry like the like the numbers it's unimaginable when people kind of talk about like stealing clients or competition or any mm-hmm. of that noise like there is just so much money out there I think when you get into it initially just for money that's how you find yourself literally trying to like make it make sense and um like the money the money you're gonna make if you improve over time you get better you invest in yourself like you said that's gonna make a huge difference in the quality of service and it gives you the right to you know demand more like Mm -hmm. the price is the price is the price um you know I recently did a price increase and I was intimidated to do it because I had just went out on my own for my own business. And, um, you know, I just kind of felt like I needed every client. You, mm-hmm. you, you have that like fear, but I was working so much. It wasn't making sense. Like I was doing double the work. Mm-hmm. If I simply increase my pricing, and this is a friend came to me and was like, nah, it sounds like Chandelier's price done went up. I was like, sounds nice. (laughs) But they were 100% correct. They were like, Mm -hmm. listen, like this is just math all day. If you lost half of those clients, but you increased your price, you just maybe even doubled it, you would be doing less work for the same amount of money, if not more, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on how you market yourself. And that's the goal. And I was like, what? And I have Mm -hmm. less clients now. I probably lost, you know, like maybe, I don't know, like five or so clients. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the work is still, I mean, it's still hitting. I'm still taking care of all of my people who were completely on board, saw the value in the increase or came in at that new rate and knew what it was out the gate, was comfortable Mm -hmm. paying for the education that I've now sought out after been doing Mm -hmm. it and perfecting my own skills and it's just like I don't know I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying about like black people not really feeling comfortable to even ask for it you know just to even I think even women in general yeah I feel like it's a there's men walk and I say this to my husband all the time I'm like you know like we would always have conversations and he's like well whenever he's going after a job once he got out of the military he's like well I'm not accepting a job for less than this or and I'm like, what experience do you have in this? You know, like, here I am <laughs> working in this field for a decade, and you're over here, like, pennies. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm like, well, damn. Like, you know, but 
I listened to that. Like my dad, he always like he used to say, I'll never accept a job unless they give me um a sign on bonus. And yeah. And he never he said he never accepted a job that gave him a sign on bonus. My brother, like same kind of like mentality. And so I think being around those also made a difference. Whereas like with my mom, she she's like, well, look at me like when I say like, oh, and I'm going to ask for more. And she's like, you are? And I'm like, yeah, girl, you need to go in and ask. <laughs> we need to go get them checked. <laughs> right. I'm you like, you know what? Let me thank you in your job. You. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm about to go ask for more for you. And that's just that. That's, I don't know. And I feel like it's not talked about enough in our field. And so that's why I'm always saying it to all of the students and to everybody, because I'm just like, everything is negotiable. You may not get everything that you want up front, but if you work hard at something, you should not feel like you've been somewhere for five years and you're not getting what you feel like you deserve. If you feel like that, then you're probably not in the right place. You're probably not somewhere that values you enough. And that's where I am. I feel like if I get to the point where I feel like I'm not valued enough, then that's that. And it doesn't matter also if you really feel like I'm worth it, all I care is if the check gets, period. The other part to that in this field, though, is I've never been offered a raise in this field, ever. Every raise I have gotten, I have went mm-hmm. for for myself. I don't feel mm-hmm. like that is the best thing. And I feel like there's so much growth that could happen with that. But yeah. in the meantime... I'm going to still keep asking for the bag. So, well, you going to keep asking. I mean, right close mouths don't get fed. <laughs> close mouths don't get fed. Okay. So, cool. until y'all feel like I'm of value enough to actually offer it, I'm going to ask. That's not going to stop. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Confidence is key. I mean, I truly think to myself, like people always ask, like, what is it? And to me, I don't think it's, I mean, I do think it's an it factor, but I think the it factor is believing that you have it. That's really what it is. Like you got what it is. You just need to really trust the process and you need to do the things that build that person too. Like whatever that is as well, you've Mm got to do those things. And so I feel like you deserve to be in those spaces. I think that your journey shows that. I think that you coming into this field, <laughs> stop. I think that you just coming into this field for one of a more mature age. I don't think that you would be advocating for yourself the way that you are if you were 20 year old Chandelier. You know what I mean? Like you would have mm-hmm. accepted the pennies and gone through all those things. It's so cool to see you come out the gate just like, I know what I deserve. I've already, you may not have put the work into this field prior to going to school but you have put the work into business ownership into knowing the industry and understanding so many different aspects of it and so it just shows you know what you can do out of the gate you've done so much in such a short amount of time that I'm just now like accomplishing in a decade of time so it I love it Oh, that's sweet. That's so sweet. Thank you. That was so nice. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I mean, you know, you know me, you know what my vibe was right out of the gate in school Mm -hmm. in general was just 
uh, I think just to bring it home is to cycle back into it um, and then we'll wrap. But, you know, I have failed a lot at many things. And there have been times where I was just embarrassed to even be myself because I was like, everybody's going to judge me, all this, that. Like, it's one thing to own a business. It's another thing to fail at business. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just part of it. Sometimes not every idea is a, is a winner. And I think when I gave myself that creative freedom with everything was this might go well, this may do awful. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do that shit. Like I mean it, like, Mm-hmm. like with my chest type energy like you know like walking like a man like nah this I deserve to be in here Nikki said when I walk in sit up straight like mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck if I was late now. <laughs> 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 but for real I think that plays such a factor and again that stuff is stuff that 20 year old Chandelier I would if you would have asked mm-hmm. me I would have told you I'm not even a creator like I was so right. quiet into myself and I mean, I think that plays a big factor into your journey as well, like educating and touching people's lives. As you do that over more and more time, you're like, shit, I got that spot. I'm touching lives. Do you hear me? I am changing trajectories. Like, that's yeah. huge. It's a huge part of my journey, um, you know, and so many other people. So, okay. So, last I think a part question. of that, though. Oh, go ahead. Uh-huh. No, what were you oh, say? I was going to say, I think a part of that, too, though, is also realizing that you're not, everybody's not going to think highly of you. You know what I mean? And you, you just have to take that with a grain of salt too. There's not everything I've handled as gracefully as I handle things now, you know, young Ashley <laughs> was a little, you know, a little saucy. Yeah. A little saucy. I'm a pop Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, um, that really, took a lot out of me I had I was working at Bare Minerals back in the day that was my first makeup job and then I got one and it was a um a pretty steep raise and it was at Weimar and it was in the cosmetics department and they wanted me they started me off in Bobby Brown and they wanted me to become uh the counter manager but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't too happy with um, just the way that things were handled. I'm a very, like, I like things to be up front. Let me know. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm very upfront with a lot of things. Um, and things just weren't at that time. And so, you know, left with a little bang. You know, <laughs> we were off on a few people. <laughs> yeah, knocked <laughs> off on a little people. And walked out. I got me Yeah, and I'm not going to back. <laughs> And I don't give a fuck. And, you know, like, now looking back on that, that's so embarrassing. Because I'm just like, that could have been, that could have been my opportunity to have yeah. certain connections to people in higher places. You know what I'm saying? And because mm-hmm. I was so above just listening to people, I was just like, mm, no, no. Now, granted, there's plenty of things now that actually now just let slide. But like before, girl, I wouldn't be able to be an educator. There's no way because Mm -hmm. there's no way. I know. (laughs) 
my goodness. We gonna be more still working on me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like you have it even more than me, honestly. Because I just see in the way that you deal with people and handle people and how you just maneuver through school. Girl, I wasn't even a full time educator at the time you was at school and I was like, Whoa. It looks stressful in here. <laughs> it was a lot. Again. <laughs> so I'm I can just listen. imagine. I can just imagine how. And just you even moving, maneuvering through that gracefully and just in such good spirits like you did. Like that already shows how, how ready you are just for the industry and for life in general. Okay, well, I love ending on a good note. That was sweet. Yes. So. And it's all true, you guys. Honestly, it really is. She's not exaggerating. I didn't pay her to say those nice things about me. <laughs> like, this is just what she thinks, y'all. So y'all need to tap in, okay? She can't be the only one. No. I um, am done with you. <laughs> no, I really appreciate you coming on here. One, working with the technical, because somebody else was doing it. I don't know. Technical difficulties. Um, we will do this again because I, I really like this. And I want to do like a part two. And I feel like you're going to have like this episode is going to have a lot of questions. Um, just yeah, because sure. there's a lot of usies out there who are just getting started. And they've got stories and questions and things. And um, I know like your energy is really like magnetic. So they're going to be trying to figure out. Yeah, it is. It's relatable. It's real as fuck is what it is. And I think sometimes when you go to school, you get this like fake version of people sometimes mm -hmm. like it's chips and dip at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like we are not solving, you know, the world's crisis hunger situation. Like we're not, solving right. that. we're trying to right. ask people if they want some facials, their hair done. We're trying to beautify the world. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes it's, it's hectic out there and mm -hmm. you bring a real ass energy. You know, people are struggling, you know, the problems and the weight that they're carrying when they come in and you acknowledge that. And then you're like, but listen, bitch, cause you came for a reason. And mm -hmm. that energy is so important. Like that stuff that, that carries you through that stuff that like makes people look forward to a Friday, you know, like yeah. even more than a Friday. So I try to be uh -huh. the person that I felt like, um, I didn't always have, I feel like, you know, you treat people how you want to be treated. So I live by that and, you know, it works. Yeah. I was literally going to ask you what your motto is. If you, you go through shit so you can grow through shit, girl. That's the motto. <laughs> Wait, what's the motto? <laughs> you go through shit so you can grow through shit. That's it. That's the motto. That's it, y'all. So keep on going and keep on growing and shit gonna keep on coming. So yes. what you gonna do? I appreciate you coming on. Okay, so how can they find you? How can they follow you and support you? Would you <laughs> want to share that? Well, <laughs> if you don't, that's okay. No, that's fine. Okay, so I'm on Instagram. I'm Ashley Hill. Regular Ashley. Regular Hill. It's nothing special. Um, but nothing regular about it. <laughs> I'm not as present on social media as I should be. That's why I laughed. But I will be. It's a new year. My birthday is this week. It's, it's gonna be a new year, new me, hey. new year. We're gonna we're gonna start it off right. 
So, yeah. Happy early birthday. Thank you. Hey, what are you doing? I don't know. Okay, well, let me yeah. know. Let me know. Oh, well, <laughs> you know. Okay, let me yell out. Okay. <laughs> we gonna take this offline. Yeah. <laughs> All right, love. I will message you a little later. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And, yeah. Um, thanks. Nothing but great vibes. Nothing but good things. Yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's fun. And I wish you nothing but the best. All the great things. Thanks. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye.